Hey everyone, this is Grant Mahoney. I'm one of the founders of Origin Gate as well as Wisdom's Echo. And it's just such an honor for us to have this platform where we get to do a thought of the day every single day of the year. And I'm just so grateful for all the different people that are on this platform on Wisdom's Echo sharing with you every single day. And what I wanted to bring to your attention is that every single year, at the end of the year, we do a trade, which is basically sowing into the lives of the people that are sharing on this, that are sending out something every single day for you to listen to. And I really want to encourage you to trade into their lives. The trade this year is going to be on December the 11th. And you can just go to our website, which is origingate.com, onto the trading button, and you can go and trade there. And that would just be great if you could do that. We really appreciate it. And we really just want to sow into the lives of these amazing men and women that share on this platform every single day. So bless you and bless your families. Thank you. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Mario Salinas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates Daily Podcast. What a delight it is to be with you again here in December. Just on the other side of Hanukkah and two weeks away from Christmas, I'm sure that those who celebrate these different holidays have been busy with preparations and celebrations and all the things that surround the season, and I hope it's a good one for you. I'd like to tell you a story today for story time that has to do with my most favorite meal of all times. And hopefully, through the sharing of this story, I'll be able to deposit something in our lives that would come forth as a lesson and a takeaway from my story. I would consider the best culinary experience I've ever had having sushi at Ashino in Singapore. There are various reasons for why this was such a significant culinary experience for me, and I'll share them with you. First of all, a few years before I had this opportunity to have sushi for lunch at Ashino, a friends of mine and I came upon the documentary that Netflix put out. It was made by Magnolia um, Films, and it was called Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Some of you may be familiar with the documentary. It features the 85-year-old at the time sushi chef Jiro, who established a, I think it was a 10 or 12-seater sushi place in a subway in Tokyo that had been winning three Michelin stars year after year for many years before they were onto him and, and made this uh, documentary about him. And I tell you, the first time I watched that documentary, I was in tears. The second time I watched that documentary, I was in tears. Every time I watched it, maybe a total of 12 times, at some point I'd be in tears because of various things that were going on when he would share his story and he would share his commitment to excellence and the way that Jiro would approach the making of sushi and the serving of sushi and the consistency with which he would, he would prepare and serve and take care of this particular business in Tokyo. And then there's other elements in it like his sons, one of which opened his own uh, sushi place and w had a very big shoes to fill in terms of being Jiro's son. The other son, who in his 60s was still serving under Jiro at Jiro's place at the time. I don't know where everything is today, 
but this was uh, you know quite some time ago, maybe seven, eight years ago, that we were watching this documentary, and I found out when I was in Singapore from uh, friends there that Ashino, uh, Taku Ashino is the name of the sushi chef, had served uh, in Tokyo for 10 years under Jiro and was then launched into Singapore where he worked for Marina Bay Sands as a top sushi chef there and then ended up opening up his own place called Ashino. And it had just opened. And I think this was 2018, I was there and I decided to book an appointment to take my precious friend, Watchman Niam, who is not the same as Watchman Ni, so don't ask me. Watchman Ni died a long time ago. Watchman Niam is a legend in other ways and a great friend to many of us that are a part of uh, Wisdom's Echo. And I wanted to take him there to lunch. We had just had a very successful conference with him and I thought it would be just a great tribute to him and a great time together. So I booked a lunch for two and to say that Ashino is expensive is an understatement. It is by far the most expensive meal I've ever had. And I don't want to tell you what the total amount was, but I want to say that one piece of sushi at Ashino cost me what it would cost to have an entree in any restaurant within a 30 mile radius from where I live right now in Connecticut, USA. So a, a basic entree, uh, you know, between the prices of 15 and $30 would be about the cost of each piece of sushi we had at Ashino. And so it was a very expensive experience, but it was one that I was very happy to indulge my friend Watchman with. And uh, we just had a great time together. Um, Watchman isn't as much a, a culinary connoisseur where he, he eats great food. He has chefs that have lived with him over the years. He's got many friends who do amazing things with food, but he's not as passionate about this as I was. And of course, he didn't have the background of watching the documentaries like I did and knowing that this guy that was serving us sushi was someone that had served under Jiro and actually bought the patent for how to make the rice from Jiro and was doing the same exact practice in Singapore. The place is located in Jimes, Chimes, um, it's sometimes pronounced Jimes, on Victoria Street in Singapore. And it's a, a very old establishment, has its own history. And it was just so, um, so significant that my most uh, significant culinary experience were going to be was going to be at that place. So we went through the the experience where um, you have to really watch what you do in a place like that. This is like someone's temple. I don't know how else to explain it than that to say that uh, Mr. Ashino and his staff barely spoke to each other. They communicated with what I consider to be semi grunts whereby uh, Ashino's wishes were made known, they have an exceptional, no, let me just say a phenomenal ability to be on top of what's going on in the room and to have attention to detail at a level I'd never seen before. For example, within seconds of being there, Ashino noted that I was left-handed and with a couple of what I call semi-grants, um, communicated to one of his 
servers to move my place setting to the left instead of to the right. And it was done almost immediately upon arrival. He just noted my <clears throat> mannerisms and the way by which I was moving and he figured I was left-handed, things like that. And it was just an extraordinary experience in a place like that, you, you are very guarded. You don't talk loud. You don't make wild gestures when the food is presented. You respect what is given to you. He actually would hand it to us um, in his own hand. And sometimes he would even, uh, with, with a couple of the pieces, he would actually literally just put it in my mouth. It was, it was in any other setting would be very awkward, but in that setting it was understandable. Uh, everything is, is uh, pre-sauced. You don't put wasabi and soy sauce and make a big splashing uh, uh, spectacle with every sushi you're going to put in your mouth. If you're familiar with this kind of food, um, normally you would kind of prepare your own little setup where you would have some soy sauce with wasabi in it and you would dip the, the, the sushi into it before you put it in your mouth with the chopsticks. This wasn't the case. Everything was prepared in such a way that you didn't need to do anything except eat it and enjoy it. Now, the, the fish was prepared sometimes for it would marinate or be aged, as the, as the term was, for as many as eight or nine days. So there was extraordinary preparation that went into this. There would be something like 35 slits on one piece of fish that was not even uh, bigger than uh, one of my fingers. And they would have, uh, you know, all these different cuts on the fish to allow for the flavor of the fish to come out. I mean, it was extraordinary. Every single bite for me was an experience. And when we finished, and this is kind of where I'm going with all this, when we finished, I was almost full. In other words, I, I had had a, a good meal, but I could have eaten something. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't the kind of uh, meal to fill me to where I don't need to eat for several hours. A few hours later, I think, uh, or two, two hours later, I had a slice of pizza or something because I was still hungry. And what, what happened is a lesson started to get etched into my spirit that there, there are these encounters and these experiences that we have that if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's just another meal. But when you consider what went into the preparation of that meal, both on the part of the ones presenting it and on the part of those purchasing it, which was me, when you consider the moment that I had stepped into with my friend Watchman to partake of this meal, when you consider uh, Mr. Ashino and what he went through to uh, meant to be mentored by Jiro himself and to purchase the patent for the rice. When you consider all of his team and the way that they so seemingly effortlessly moved around the place and moved things in place and, and gave attention to detail at an extraordinary level, when you consider all of that, even though it was just a meal and a few hours later I ate something again, it was a meal that will remain etched in my memory forever. And that is the way it is with some of our encounters and some of the things we hear, read, partake of. There is a measure of inspiration that is connected to everything that comes our way that can be transformational for us if we are open to it and we open our hearts to receive even this very 
uh, Wisdom's Echo podcast that you're receiving every day has the transformational life-changing capacity each and every message each and every podcast because it comes from those who prepared their hearts and paid a price and position ourselves to be able to deliver something that could potentially speak something into someone's life and bring transformation and for me it was just a meal and like i said before not even a huge meal because i was hungry a couple of hours later but it was something i'll never forget and i consider the best food i ever had and I want to go back a few years, even before this happened, to a, a conference that Ian Clayton, my great friend, and, and our, the father of this movement, really, um, he invited me to speak with him at a conference in Atlanta, Georgia. And this was the first time that I would speak with Ian away, away from my own home church, where he would come every year and he would give me one or two of the sessions to speak, and it was in my own home church. And it was a very different experience than going to a wide platform like this. There were more than 400 people registered for the event. It was packed to the gills. There were no seats for anyone uh, that was coming in um, uh, to register on the spot. You had to pre-register. It was full event. And, and Ian invited me to do this conference with him to share the, the, to share the, um, the sessions. And we would also meet on that particular uh, assignment Grant Mahoney and it was that particular event that was transformational for the three of us in terms of the way relationships started to form between the three of us that has led to the formation of now Origin Gate out of which comes Wisdom's Echo and this is some of the backstory for that relationship but we all met for the first time all three of us in Atlanta Georgia and there were so many other things that happened during that particular conference but I don't have time to get into it. Some of those stories are for another time. But one of the things that I spoke at that conference, in fact, my very first message had to do with honor. And I spoke about honor in a way that I had not spoken about honor before. I had come from this deep, deep place of, of having sought the Lord and having walked through some persecution and having recognized the value and the significance strategically of honor in situations where we are persecuted, where we are accused, where we are attacked, where we are in any way abused or misused and so on. And so I was coming from this deep place and I released this message. And I have to tell you, after all these years of doing as many as seven or eight conferences with Ian every year, after all the things we do together on roundtables and all the material that we each put forth on our sites and everything, I still hear from people from time to time who say, I will never forget if I could put it this way, folks, the meal that I received from you at that conference in Atlanta, it was the message on honor. People still talk about it. They still go back there and say, for me, that was a message that was transformational because you talked about honoring the enemies and honoring those who attack us in a way that was redemptive, in a way that was transitional, transformational, and strategic. And out of that came the bestseller weaponized honor that still sells very well after all these years of being out in print and many opportunities to speak in fact i was even invited to circles in the military and one of our great friends carl nicholson who is on wisdom's echo invited me to go to his very unit to speak about these matters pertaining to honor and it was it was weaponized honor that kind of gave me the inside track to be able to get in there along with my military background 
So I'm just saying that one meal, if you would, opened up doors for me that would have never opened any other way and brought such blessing and increase and thrust me into my deeper into the realms of the kingdom and into the confines of my assignment and destiny than anything else. And so I want to encourage you to approach every opportunity to receive something from someone with the open heart that this could be that meal that changes my life. This could be the deposit that brings me to a level I've never even recognized existed, much less believed I could attain. I believe you are positioned right now for such encounters and experiences, not only to receive them, but also to generate them. So I speak blessing over you, the very best from our household to yours in this wonderful Christmas season and in the end of year. And may you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers in all things. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Shalom.